Hey everyone, welcome to Melissa Lim Legal Podcast. Thank you very much for listening in. Today is the 22nd of March 2020 and we now officially have our army who joined our police force to enforce the Movement Control Order, the MCO. So I hope that everybody is home, I hope everybody is safe and I hope that everyone is abiding to this MCO. Today, we will be talking about the relationship between an employer and employee, uh, especially during this uh, MCO, as I know that there are a lot of confusion and a lot of questions about what you can do and what uh, cannot be done and what the government actually hope for Malaysia to be during this MCO. So, stay tuned. Rachel Tal from Dharman, Sivan, Lingam and Partners. Thank you very much for coming here today, Rachel. Hi, thank you for having me, Mel. Rachel Tan is a lawyer specialized in employment matters. Today, we are here to discuss about what are your legal rights as an employee or employer during this uh, movement control order. So, Rachel, what do you think about the guidelines issued by our government so far? From the beginning, we had the MCO that said that talks about only uh, what are restricted and what are essential services and then from then on there were a lot of FAQs and guidelines that have been issued by the government so far. So what do you think about those? Okay, um, thank you for letting me do some clarification on this. Well, ever since the MCO started, there were a lot of ambiguity because there were a few new ministries that issued different different edicts and perinta yeah. at the same time. And because of that, that causes confusion. That didn't help with all the fake news that came about. People stopped putting out fake news. Um, there were issues where the Kenyatta media was also fake and it had to be recirculated and then readdressed. So there was much confusion initially when the MCQ started. Um, uh, MCO yeah, I think started, because sorry. Of, it wasn't very specific and then obviously businesses are also worried about their own um, economy as well. So there Correct. was a lot of um, uncertainty then. Yes, and then because of that, that caused a lot of uh, different, different, um, what you call that, opinions on whether the issue of uh, employee should or should not come out to work or employee should be paid. And yeah, only because after... I think uh, from what the government uh, is doing up until now as well, they are kind of like mm-hmm. trying to get employees to do their job as normally as possible. And with that, yes. they kind of expect employers to pay the employees as normally as possible as well. True, but the problem is most employees feel like this is like a paid leave. So that yeah. is something that we need to clear with employees that this is not a paid leave, it's a lockdown. It means that by right, by law, there should be a suspension of employment at this current point. And when there is a suspension of employment, there should not, that means there's no wages because work has been suspended. Technically speaking, wages is only earned when it's cash money payable for work done. When there's no work, that means there is no money short to be paid. But having that being a legal standpoint, the government decided to tell the people, no, you have for these 12 days, you have to pay, which is reasonable because it's only 12 days. However, for some company, 12 days could be a very deep pocket loss because there's no movement of business and they might be suffering as well. So initially, there were a lot of... um, plans the company has come up with like asking employees to take advanced leave or uh, unpaid leave annual leave yeah to circumvent the issue of these employment being suspended 
But that also has caused a lot of uproar in the employee sector where they feel like this is their right. They shouldn't be penalized. The word they use is penalized when not things like this happen. Yeah, because it's not their fault. But from the employer's mm. standpoint, they are also saying that this is not my fault as well and I'm also being affected. I'm unable Correct. to business, so how am I supposed to pay you? Correct. So technically speaking, on a legal standpoint, it's a suspension of employment. Now, there are some um, different circulars that come out by different different associations or federations that use the word force majeure. Now, force majeure, I think you have addressed it in your podcast, that it's actually a term of frustration of contract. If you're going to use that term during this point of time, yes, yeah, because if you say terminated, after 12 days, you cannot come back to work at all because uh, it's completely frustrated. Yes, and you will need to um, sign, resign the agreement. Correct. But this and what should I if I... Yeah, correct. So, that, this is if you're going to use the word... Yeah, I think first of all, the problem with frustration is employee, employers, sorry, employers may take this opportunity to not resign you as a, as a employee of their company. Then at exactly. Then, you don't... As an employee... You are not able to, like, let's say, bring a claim on, let's say, um, constructive dismissal or unfair dismissal. They are unable. To you can, you can, but the oh, valid reason is, the valid reason is, is that it's been frustrated by each by by current uh, by current circumstances. You see, it's frustrated because if we're gonna hold this as a uh, force majeure, right? Then every employer is gonna take an opportunity to not hire, rehire back those really those employees that they do not like, and then they're gonna use this current situation as a legitimate reason for the uh, frustration. Yeah. Yes, and then yeah. even though and you can try, not be able to get cream out of it, right? Or correct. Oh yeah, at most they can get is maybe the notice, uh, notice of termination, the notice period under the termination clause, but that's it. And then for those under EA, will have to pay lah. Uh, those under Employment Act, you have to pay termination benefit, even though it's frustration, right? So I think that so, would actually create a bigger uproar and a bigger impact on the economy and also to the employees as well. If it is correct, right? Yes, and then that. But that having said, employer will not terminate everybody. You see, you just choose and pick who I like and who I don't like. Yeah, the biasness mm. of that. Yeah, yeah. But if it is a so as you say. It's a suspension, then we say that uh, it could be just a suspension of the temporary period whereby the employer need not pay for the time period until the lockdown has been released uh, or the, they relieve the MCO. However, the recent uh, Minister of uh, Human Resource has announced that at this time, we, they will not, uh, they are encouraged or they asked not to uh, deduct salary or use their paid leave, and but they did not say what is the uh, legal uh, penalty for doing so. All I could suspect is that the minister will take heed or any complaints uh, lodged by the employee in the event of such incident. But what is the penalty is not stated because arguably the legal standpoint is still a suspension of employment. So just because and the minister said you cannot dock pay, the question is. Under what law are you saying that we cannot dock pay? Yeah, because the guidelines from the ministry are merely guidelines, right? They are not um, legally binding. But of course, when if and when there are claims, this will be taken into consideration. Mm. From a legal standpoint, I think the employees are losing end. So if they say that, oh, minister said, but then the minister must also give a solution. 
what happens if the employer don't pay? Are you asking them to return the pay plus a penalty or is it just going to return the pay? And if you're going to complain and return the pay, I'll just take the risk on the next 12 days I don't pay, then you go and complain, then only I pay. But by then, how long you want to, how long will you get back the, how much and how long do you, time you want to spend to get back the yeah. money? And you will be at the disadvantage at that time. You do not have a job at the time. Okay? After that, you do not have a job. You will have to wait for the claim to go through. Okay? You will have to wait for the award. And we can expect a huge raise in um, claims after this MCO if that is what the employers will do. So I, well, they can walk out on uh, constructive dismissal. Lah. They can walk out on constructive dismissal, lah. But then again, like I said, every case law is not going to be so easy, is it? Exactly. It takes a year or two years, <laughs> and then for twelve days, not pay, none pay leave, you walked out, and then you have to get like salary. Uh, you're gonna walk out on constructive dismissal, and then you're gonna fight a claim. It's gonna be nasty. So, what do you think if a company who is supposed to be closed, um, force their employees to to go to work? Oh, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. That you you cannot breach because, the MCO. Yeah, because there are a lot of um, noise right now, especially in social media, about their companies forcing them to go to work and uh, and doing you know breaching the MCO. And I think that one of the the beliefs that the um uh, that the minister that our government is giving is to give them like a hotline number for them to call. If your employer is uh, breaching the MCO, then you should call this number. But mm. the thing is, the thing about employee and employer is that it is ultimately it is a relationship, right? And they're gonna look for a balance on how to so- solve this matter together, because this MCO is an act of government, and it is not something that either parties can control. So by right, yes, it should be under the force majeure. But is it um because? Enforce measure, um, will they be able to say that? I mean, of course, since it is a relationship, then perhaps both um, parties can come into an agreement or a settlement to, let's say, um, consent to an unpaid leave. Is that possible? It is. That was the initial plan. That was the yeah. initial. Uh, the idea to abridge the suspension so that the company, the employee, will continuously have an employment. But somehow, rather, with the new um, addict from the MOHR, it seems that you are not allowed to dock pay or uh, uh, use the employee, ask the employee to take leave. So, but the thing is, there's no penalty prescribed. So again, we're in a grey area until a further notice. Lah. Um, but however, if should the MCO be extended, jang, 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 was our worst nightmare will happen. Then employ then the minister might change his stand on this or because it has to be fair to the employers as well. Now regarding the part where you say the employee employees are forcing employees to work is against the law. But however there are employees who are refusing to go to work even though they're part of essential services. Now the problem is for those who are under essential services, because the lease keep expanding over the time, you see because yes. people are not sure who they are and then they got clarity from MET. MET let them uh, say that they can operate. But there's so much fear in the employee, they refuse to go to work. Um, and what happens then if the employee refuses to go to work, especially those who are in essential services? Because now they say that they're worried for their life. Now, 
employees need to know that by doing so is actually a misconduct. If you are supposed to go to work and you're allowed to go to work and you don't want to go to work, either it's considered abandonment of employment or breach of contract. Yes. Means you don't want to work with that company. Yes, and after a certain this, days, sorry. Uh, you can be terminated. Yes, because in this event, it is the force majeure um, principle does not apply because you both parties are able to conduct the business and are able to so-called render their services to their employer. But of course, to um, to address their concerns, uh, there is an act called the Occupational Safety and Health Act 1994, which we call OSHA, that the employer is obligated to take measures to ensure the safety of the employees in the workplace. So. Uh, do we see a rise in that? Like, for example, um, Maybank and other banks that um, have reports of confirmed cases, they did shut down their branches, you know, and provide and sanitize the whole area and perhaps um, staff working on shifts? Yes, uh, by right, these are all measures that have been taken even pre-MCO. It's just that currently with the MCO and for those funded essential services, they are also given uh, extra, uh, what you call that, uh, pre they have the extra precautionary steps like providing surgical glove, uh, practice social distancing during working hours, reduce man hours, uh, workforce during the day or take turns to come to work to, to in order for them to fulfill the uh, condition, the demands and supply, uh, the demands for the supply. However, yet still maintain a certain um, so enough social distancing and uh, limited manpower in order for them not to be considered like to be in a communal area, yeah, right? To minimize the spread. All, yeah, because these steps. are all steps and uh, needed to contain this virus uh, and to keep them safe. Uh, about the employees who does not want to work, although they are able to, um, if they do take the unpaid leave, they do um, apply for the unpaid leave and the employers consented to it as well, I mean approve their unpaid leave, then will these employees still be, uh, will they still be uh, entitled to take the RM600 the ringgit initiative for the government? Okay, the thing is, the company, the looking at what the proceso has uh, issued, it has to be by the employer. Uh, it has to be supported. <laughs> yeah, the forced unpaid leave has I to be know. affirmed oh, by the employer. First and foremost, there's no such thing as forced unpaid leave, but I yes, think that the, the term they use has changed to just be unpaid leave. Yeah. Uh, forced unpaid leave is, as a matter of fact, illegal. I don't even yes, think everyone. Soxo... Uh, I, 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 Soxo was a bit uh, perplexed when the minister announced that they're going to get like uh, uh, assistance for forced unpaid leave, but they have uh, ever since uh, they have since uh, renamed it to ERP uh, to, for for the purpose of this unpaid leave for the next six months. But for this short period of MCO, I think I, they have not mentioned any prorate, right? Yeah. So I do not know whether the, to days, yeah. correct. If it's extended, then maybe yes, the ERP might uh, work. Uh, might be applicable to those employees who has taken unpaid, but it's only limited to people who earn four thousand and below. So if you're earning five thousand and above, you are not entitled to ERP. Yeah. So again, so who is going to help people who are earning like ten k, twenty k? Of course, there is argument about you know how much help do they need, <laughs> but they do though they do. Um. No, I mean it's just, it's just that the ERP is from a fund where um. Every, every one of us has contributed, which is SOXO. If you're earning 10,000 ringgit, you would have contributed to the SOXO fund as well. 
So if you are now being unpaid, shouldn't you also receive the, the same uh, rights to uh, claim to the six hundred? Yes, yes, it is still yes. their money and they are pushed into the same situation as everybody else. Correct. So, so there's some level of fairness. Yeah. So, so when you're doing something when it's when you're executing a uh, an activity or a, 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 a what do you call this? This is an uh, uh, assistance, right? Where it's a public assistance, you have to think about people as a whole, not just a group of people, especially when everybody contributes to the fund? I think, yes, this is, um, at the end of the day, we need to unite as well. And this is one of the things that we will need to um, be sure that we are fair to every group of people, you know, under this ERP. Um, but coming back to the unpaid leave, so, of course, unpaid leave has to be consented by the employee. And, uh, it has to be a two-way thing, right? Employee and employer. Mm -hmm. So this six hundred ringgit, um, how so? How does it work now? Because it has to be. Does it have to be initiated by the employer, or if it is? It has to be provided. Yeah. Uh huh. Initiated by the employee, but yeah. supported by the employer. Okay, then they will still be entitled to it then. Awesome. Um, thank you very much, Rachel, for your time. And uh, you. I think our message here to everybody here is um, stay safe and stay at home, right? <laughs> yes. Be good. Be good. Stay at home. Stay at home for your family. Stay at home for your loved ones. Stay at home for the uh, rest of us. Yeah. Uh, the, the, stay the, safe. The more, the, yeah, stay safe, Mel. You too. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye.